This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Thank you for tuning in to the Warning Radio program. And many of you are aware by now that our YouTube channel has been taken down by the censors at Google. We are pleased to announce that we have a Rumble channel on Rumble.com. Dr. Hansen's channel is called Warning TV Dr. Jonathan Hansen. That is Warning TV hyphen Dr. Jonathan Hansen. On Rumble, you share videos by clicking on the embed button below and right of the viewing window. When you click embed, you'll be given the choice of a direct viewing link, an embed link, or a monetized embed link. If you're using various social media platforms, have a blog, or even your own personal website, and you would like to embed Dr. Hansen's television program on those platforms, we ask you to consider the monetized embed link. The more our programs get viewed as a monetized piece of media, WMI can earn support. And another way to increase viewership on these warning television programs is click on the plus sign below and left of the viewing window where it says Rumbles. That will increase the possibility of our videos being distributed far and wide. As you may already know, Dr. Hansen is out of town, staying by the side of his youngest daughter, Melita, in the hospital, who is recovering from a very serious condition at the time of this recording. Please keep Melita, Dr. Hansen, his wife, and child in your prayers during this time. The needs are spiritual, emotional, physical, and even financial. And while Dr. Hansen's been away, his wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen, shared the message, The Justice System of Heaven. And today's radio program is the second part of three of this message. Now, let's continue with Reverend Adalia Hansen, where she left off yesterday. You have to conduct an inquiry of what caused it. There must be a cause Somewhere, there was a man, there's a man that I've, I've I've heard him speak a lot on the issues he went through. It was like this: when his grandfather lived for 110 years, but after his grandfather died, now they started dying. Anytime they reach the age of 65, they die. And if the children reach the age of 21, it's either they become mad or start having mental problems and mental issues. And he didn't understand what was going on. So what he did, he entered into his priesthood anointing and started seeking the face of God. 
And after seeking him, and the Lord said, and the Lord took him into a vision and took him many, many years ago. And he showed him that one of the lineage in his ancestry were necromancers. They had a lineage of people who are worshiping Satan. And thereby there was a visitation of the sin that was there before. So people started dying right, left, and whatever. So what he did, he said, Lord, what would you have me do? The Lord revealed to him in the courts of heaven, there is a scale of justice. When there's a scale, it's like this. We have the individual who's offended and there's the other one. So when it, for it to be ruled in a fair and justice way, they have to be a balance. If the, if the person who was wronged and his whatever, if your sins are all the way, the sins of your generation are all the way, and then it's tilting it all this way, well, God is just. And that's something that most Christians don't see and they don't understand. They don't want to hear about it. They just want to know Jesus is so loving and caring. And if I repent, then that's the end of it. No, chastisement, chastisement. Let me see here. Now, let's look at the, if you read the book of Daniel, Daniel had gone through the books. And to conduct an inquiry, what he did, he set his face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer, supplication, and fasting. And if you read the book of Daniel 9, then you'll be able to see how when he was repenting of the sins of others, he said we, when he was repenting, he was saying we, when he was repenting, he was saying we. So he didn't just say, oh Lord, I repent on behalf of those folks. No, he included himself in the whole repentance thing. All right? If you read the book of Zechariah, chapter 3, verse 1, this one I'll have to read it out. So that the book of Zechariah 3. He says, then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. So if you look at it this way, now Joshua is standing before the presence of the Lord, and then it says, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. Now Satan here is opposing him because of the filthy garments. The filthy garments are a representation of sins. Okay. And now the Lord 
comes to the rescue of Joshua and says, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now, if you look at the fire here, the fire represented here is the fire of judgment. This is whereby Joshua must have gone through a trial of the fire and correction. And now it was time for the end of it. Now, Jesus, now the Lord here said, Satan rebuke you. So Satan lost the ground because the time has come from him to be plucked out of the fire. It's the same thing. You find that maybe of going through a season of things over and over and over. And then by the courts of heaven, now the Lord stands and says, Satan is coming to accuse you again. And then what happens is he gets there and then he realizes it is time for the end. The end of that chastisement, the end of that correction, the end of that fire, it has come to an end. And what the Lord will do, he will rebuke Satan. The person has already paid the price here. It is over and done with. That is why sometimes you've realized if for the people who have been praying for a long time and then you get to a season and you hear the Lord says, it is time. Okay, it is time. Let's say the person was having issues all over and how to call it. I'll just use marriage as an example. Let's say the marriage, going through different marriage all over the place and all that is not working out and all that. And the person enters into the prayer room and seeks the face of the Lord and spends time with them. Maybe days, you don't know, months sometime. And then it reaches a time the Lord says, it is time. So what happened is it is time. It means that now you're being plucked out of the fire. The fire of judgment, the fire of correction, you have been plucked out. Now he's giving you a newness. He's giving you something new. And this something new, you know, the funny thing is you learn. You learn from being in that fire. If you are the one who was at fault, you learn. I better not do this again, lest I go back into the fire again. So you learn. Those things is to change you. It is to correct you. It is to draw you. It is to discipline you. That's what he does. Because the next time such a situation presents itself, you will not dare touch it because you know what you went through. Now comes a change. If it was marriage, now you become a better husband or a better wife. You become a better mother. You become a better child. You become a better child of God because of the correction and the chastisement that you have gone through. So he does that to draw you back. He does that that you may live righteously. If you read the book of, um, let me see, was it the book of Malachi? It talks about the representation of the Lord as a refiner's fire. What he does, he purges you. And he says that the sons, he purges the sons of Levi, that the offerings that they will give will be the offering of righteousness. Okay? So if the person is still in that season of being chastised, the person should pray the prayer of strength to endure the chastisement. And if it is time for the person to get out, the person will know because the person is in the time, is in the prayer. The person is in the prayer closet. The person is in the, how do you call it? Psalm 91, the secret place. The person is in the secret place. From there, the person will know it is time. So for you to be plucked out. When it is time for you to be plucked out of the fire, what the Lord will do, he'll rebuke Satan. He'll say, no, let go. When Job was in that process, you know him, he didn't do anything wrong. He did not do anything wrong. Satan was just trying to find a reason to tell God, well, if you remove this, 
protection and all this, this guy will just curse you. And God took him through now whereby he was being tested. Okay? Sometimes you were tested by the fire. Sometimes this is being disciplined by the fire. So for Job, it's a different case than this one. But when the time came for him to be plucked out of the fire, Satan was rebuked. It's not written, but you have that consciousness that the time for him to be taken out of the fire had come. And you saw how he was restored. Everything of his that he lost was restored. Now, coming back to the... I just want to give you many examples because... I know, I don't know if people will call or people will start talking about it after this. I go, Dahlia was lying to us that, oh, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Well, that's all on you. I'll do my part, and then you deal with the others. Okay? Now, if you look at David, David was found in adultery. Now, Nathan came and told him about the adultery. And there was a parable that he said, and David said, he pronounced the same judgment on him. He actually pronounced it because, because he said, the person who did that, let it that come upon him. Now, there were consequences of this. David did go to seek the face of the Lord, and he was forgiven. But there were still consequences he had to face. He was deposed from his throne for, for a time. He, the child who was born out of that died, and also said, the sword will not depart from his throne. The three, he lost three sons too. Consequent, David had a better, I could say he had a better relationship but more than anybody here in this room. He had a better relationship with God. But still, if God, God loved him so, but still he had to take him through the process of being chastised. So there's a price. Yes, yes, he was forgiven. But he had to pay the price here. You have realized when he died, he dare not touch a woman again. What happened is even if they brought the virgins that were supposed to warm him up in the bed, he dare not touch them. He did not touch them. He knew. He knew what he went through because of dealing with women. He knew. So that's what happens. You dare not go back. You, he takes you through that painful process that you dare not go back. Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency and have no other means of support than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness. Now, let's say it's not you. If you read the book of 2 Samuel chapter 21. Now, David was a king here, and then there was famine in the land. It was all dry. And so David went and inquired of the Lord, like, why is there famine in the land? And then the Lord told him, this is a reason because of what Saul did. What happened is, there was a, Joshua made a covenant with the Gibeonites. He was tricked into a covenant, but the covenant was still made, and the covenant was not broken. And then many, many years later, Saul decided to, call, to go kill the Gibeonites. 
What happened is God allowed famine to strike the land. And he told David, it's because of Saul. That's why there's famine in the land. Saul was already gone. But there was a price being paid. They broke. The, Saul broke the covenant with the Gibeonites by going to kill him. Yet there was a covenant made with Joshua. David inquired us and asked, now what do we do here? So when he called the Gibeonites and asked of them of what, sh what he should do, they said, well, what you will do is give us the children from the house of Saul. And then after that happened, Saul, David did give out the children, the pe some people from the house of Saul. They said, is it seven of them? Let me open that book. So after these people were given, the Bible says, if you read verse 2 Samuel 21, verse 7, uh, let's go to 8. So the king took Ammoni and the two sons of Rizpah and daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, and the five sons of Michal, the daughter of Saul, whom the whom she brought up from the Adriel, the son of Basilai, the Meholathite. And it goes, they, and then they were hanged, if you read verse 9. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the hill before the Lord. So they fell. And if you read the verse, the last verse, no, verse 14, it says, They buried the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son in the country of Benjamin in Zelah in the tomb of Kish, his father. So they performed all that the king commanded. And the last, the last part of that verse, it says, and after that, God heeded the prayer of the land. After that, after the people were forwarded and they were killed, after the Gibeonites asked for the heads of these two people, and David did give, and give them these people, and he said, and after that, God heeded the prayer for the land. You have to understand that God is a covenant-keeping God. He's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't, it doesn't matter like, oh, let me ask you a question. Yes, you are the child of God and all that. But what if you are the one who has wronged another? What if it's you who have wronged another? Have you ever thought about that? Because if you have wronged another... I'm talking about extreme. You've literally wronged someone that has caused a lot of damage to that person. And then that same person goes to the presence of God and cries there. What do you think will happen? He will weigh. Both of you are his children, but he'll weigh who is on the wrong here. And the person who's on the wrong will have to be disciplined. That's how it goes. It's not that I'm a child of God. Nothing will happen to me. Mm -mm. It doesn't happen that way. Now, after something or the error is appeased, then that's when the judgment comes to an end. The famine came to an end once the Gibeonites were settled. Now, the ground, if the ground of legality of Satan is removed, then Satan has no ground after that. So we ought to be always careful so that we start to go back and think. 
There's some things that we have the knowledge of and some things we do not. The ones that we do not, you ask him. The ones that you do, now it's time to seek the masses of the, of the Lord. The masses of the Lord. David, when he did the census, he was given three options. And he said it's better for him to be in the hands of the living God because he's merciful. It's better. He said it's better. So I think it's better for us other than us facing an eternal judgment. It's better if we just fall in the hands of God and let him deal with us here other than much later whereby we'll be separated from him eternally. When you wrong another person, you know, you have to be careful when it comes to what Jesus talked about offense. He said, woe unto whom, whom the offense shall fall upon. Is it fall upon or something? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are people who are people of the presence. There are people who might not even answer you back when you wrong them. But these are people of the secret place. Those are dangerous people to deal with. Because there are people who have covenants with God. And because they have covenants, I live alone the covenant of salvation. There are different covenants people enter into with God. But when you start... To attack someone like that who has a covenant with God, you have to be very careful because you never know. That person will not go show themselves and say, oh, I have a covenant with God and all that. They don't. These are quiet people. Sometimes you do things, but they do not answer. Because of the relationship they have with God, they know him. They know. They know. Because they know that Jesus will not have them answer you. They will keep quiet. But in their silence, here, tears are being presented into the courtroom of heaven, that I have been wronged in this manner. There are people who dare ask him because they're his friends, Lord, avenge for me. If you read the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, here, you'll read it later in your own personal time, but here there's a man who's crying on behalf of the people. And he went through the same pains that the people went through. He said, I am a man that has sin affliction by the rod of his wrath. And he goes on to say, the prayers are shut. There are times when we're in a process of, there's a process where we're being cleaned up and all that, and we try to pray the problem out, and it's not removed. The problem is not removed. The, here it says the prayers were shut. You're trying to get the, you're trying to pray the problem away. And yet the Lord is looking at you as like, that you may endure. Endure. I'm talking about endure. But the verse says, it's, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. The Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Now, when it comes to disciplining you, he doesn't beat you up till you die. <laughs> like he deal with you so bad that 
you know, he crushes you like, no. When you're in, the, in Christ Jesus, there's the mercies of God. And he says, the Lord's mercy is that we are not consumed. We are not consumed because his compassion fails not. And he goes on to, says, to say, quietly wait for the Lord. He says, quietly wait for the Lord. There are people when they're going through discipline, what they do, they say, they tell God, I will show you. I'll be so rebellious. But you know the funny thing is the minute you become all rebellious, it's not going to change him. He's still God. He won't move. He's still God. Whether you go decide to start taking drugs and sniff things and kill people all around and do bad things, it's not going to change him. So what you do, you quietly take it. We thank you, Sister Adaya, for your continued teaching on the message, Justice System of Heaven. And again, we remind you to please remember the Hansen family in prayer. As Dr. Hansen is out of town, staying at a hospital with his daughter, Melita, who is recovering from a very serious condition. Tune in again tomorrow as Reverend Adaya Hansen concludes the message, Justice System of Heaven. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.